Hello and welcome to the Long and Windy Road podcast. On this week's episode, I invited five different guests to share their different experiences and perspective about being a Christian in a time of change and crisis. I dive into a discussion with Ams, Moses, Gift, Helen, and Osama. But before we dive into that conversation, as always, do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe, as well as connect with me over on Instagram at Fearless and Empowered. On today's podcast, I am excited to welcome Ams, who's a 31-year-old woman and born and raised in church, as many of our guests today, and she's currently living in Oxford in the UK and attends uh, Hillsong Church, and we're going to be hearing about her um, perspective. So Ams, do you mind just giving us like some of your views as a Christian? Um, yes, yeah, so I found that during times of crisis, it's really an opportunity for us to, you know, really either choose to dig into God and trust in his promises or, or we choose to, to run away with fear. And I found that the, the correct thing and the best thing for us is always to lean into God, even though human nature kind of we want to run, but we need to run towards the arms of our father. And I found that, you know, when we are going through seasons of change, seasons of pain, seasons of, you know, pandemic, whatever it is, whatever change it is, change is always unsettling, but the only constant in life is change. And we always know that we have God with us. In those seasons, that's when we need to really lean on him, on his word, and we need to dig in deeper. It's an opportunity for us to really question our faith because as Christians we should we should not be wavered by our circumstance no matter how we feel what we what is happening in our world we should always stand firm Mm -hmm. in our faith we are rooted in Christ and we should not be swayed so for example in this whole kind of season of being the global pandemic I'm really finding that I'm getting through it by focusing on God's word and remembering his promises and I know it's complete it's so hard and like we've never been through anything like this in our lives before it is a complete change and it is it is like we are going through a kind of global trauma together because it is traumatic that like what's happening in the world there are people dying and you know people's lives have been changed and affected and yeah but we still stand firm on the truth and the promises of God and I found that a key way for me to do that is really to declare and speak God's promises over my life. So every day I will speak out Bible verses. If I'm feeling anxious, I'll read the Psalms that, that resonates with how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Because God's word is has the power to change any circumstance. And the words we speak with our mouth, they are seeds and we, we reap what we sow. So I will say, so I'm choosing to sow words of faith, words of truth, and just declaring and decreeing God's word and bringing it to pass. And that's really how how I've been able to kind of navigate all this craziness. And I, I feel that this, um, this has really helped me as well because of my past experiences with crisis and change um, last year, my dad passed away, and that was is a kind of like a season of trauma for me. And it was, 
yeah, it was a, a kind of, it was a crisis for me because my whole life was kind of shattered and really shook the foundations of my faith. Mm-hmm. And there were you know, dark days when I just wanted to, to run away from God. But I really found that even in those dark days, God is, God is with me and, you know, his grace abounds. And when I leaned into him, I just, you know, I felt the peace and I feel like that really prepared me for this season because you can get, I can feel like once you've really had to surrender and you find yourself, you know, on your knees at the feet of Jesus, crying, completely have, you have nothing else to give, but that really prepares you. And it's in that state that God then begins to, to build you up and really begin to develop that kind of reliance on him mm. that no matter what's going on, you can always rely on him. And that experience has really prepared me for being in this pandemic. It's not exactly the same situation, but it's still a crisis. And it's still a change and it's affecting my life. And I've just, yeah, like I said, I found that God's grace really does abound. You know, his grace doesn't mean that it doesn't take away the hurt that, you know, you, you feel what you feel and your feelings are completely valid and you should acknowledge them, whatever you're feeling, whatever season your feelings matter. But it also makes the God's grace kind of adds to whatever you're feeling, you know, it adds comfort, it adds hope, it adds peace, purpose, it adds strength. And, you know, we, through God, we have the strength to get through get through anything and his grace yeah his grace will always envelope us when we lean into him when we go to him so yeah that's how I've really navigated these crises yeah that's amazing and I just wanted to touch upon that on you Moses like what's your experience because Moses a 27 year old man as well from Kenya and also lives in Oxford but again born into a Christian home how do you, how do you, have you navigated this in your life? Like how has, you know, Christian life and crisis and change affected you? And what do you think about them? Um, I think for me, it's kind of been a case of looking at Ecclesiastes 3 and realizing that there are seasons and everything is in constant change. And then that means I then... I'm in a place of power as to whether I want to choose to do it my way or look at it from an eternal perspective and partner with um, with Jesus and essentially walking that through every day. And at the beginning, like, I was very much kind of like, okay, work, 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 work. And then it was like, okay, you need to acknowledge that you are in a pandemic. It is worldwide. You can't just go on kind of, yeah, full throttle and kind of been a season of just being really introspective and um, kind of just looking back at what previous lessons have I learnt in seasons of change and how then am I applying that to a new situation? It kind of felt like for me, kind of this week I've been reflecting on it, it's kind of like a constant process of being lost and found. It's like you it's like you kind of know what your mission is and then all of a sudden you get lost in that and then all of a sudden it's like oh okay then okay this is next and kind of having to reuse those lessons over and over again so it's kind of like what you've learned becomes the the ground you stand on it I guess in a sense 
a weird sense that's guess why it's called understanding because it's kind of like you're using what you've learned as a as a you know a, a platform to kind of essentially walk on but then you're learning on it on another higher level mm. so it's kind of like we would have never imagined you know a global pandemic but i think just in general from the moment we're born we're yeah we're kind of learning lessons subconsciously or consciously and we have to kind of use them and i think for me it's kind of i think it's just forced me to go back to basics so like read my word understand that i have to turn down certain noises you know not i can't you know when you're in a season of change you can't listen to everything so you it's very important what who you're listening to mm. whether that be you know the word whether that be friends whether that's social media uh, you know is it amplifying you to get you through the season or is it just a case of just another noise to deal with to just distract you from internal work that you should be doing so I feel like for me it's kind of it reminded me when I finished uni and it was just like you've spent all your life studying 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 and it's just for me it was a very tough period of what am I doing like what's next and everyone's questioning you oh so you just finished studying what what's next and it's like I don't know what's next so I kind of feel like I, I've had to go back to those lessons I learned where it was like okay I really have to dig deep so for me it's kind of I feel like it was kind of like a reflex. It's like, okay, we've done this. How did we get past this before? Obviously, there's days where you go through 10 different emotions, but it's like understanding, okay, one day at a time, it will pass. And yeah, just, yeah. Sometimes you just got to take a nap too. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Yeah, quiet the noise, isn't it? Just take a, take a little break quiet the nerves and just to get into the word or spend time just closing your eyes because sometimes you know when you're asleep that's like uh that's when your mind can be at rest and you need we all need that that's why i guess god formed um you know the ability for us to go to sleep so we can rest and recharge and come back the next day stronger and uh you know ready to face our purpose and ready to face whatever comes our way because he's always going to be a true constant you know and for me I think over the years, I've, I've literally never even thought about what it was to be a Christian in crisis because I feel like there's so many parts of my life that I've gone through so many crises and so many change that in a way, I kind of felt like everything blurred into one. And it's like what you said before, you've, you've gone through this. What did you do to survive that chapter of your life? Like, what did you do to survive that situation or that, you know, that incident? I always go back to then I'm like, yeah, I prayed and I sang and I talked to God and I was just strong and I was faithful and I got in the word. And like you said, I'm like, I reminded myself with Bible verses that reminded me about how God is so generous and how he's so faithful and how he's so compassionate, you know, and then all of those things filled me right up to know that I could go back out into the world and start again, like, you know, fight again and be stronger and know that I wasn't alone. And in a way, I feel like, yes, this is a pandemic that we don't know what's going on right now. And we're experiencing it. But God is still the same. The same way he was yesterday, the day before that. The same way he's going to be in the future. Nothing changes. But we as humans, we're unpredictable. We don't know what we're going to do. What anybody's going to do next. And that's the, you know, that's the trick about it. But standing firm in God 
and his promises, which is in the Bible. And knowing that he already said before we were even born that he is going to be here and he's not going anywhere, that we're his first priority and we can lean on him. For me, that's a lifetime assurance. And I use that as my own pillar because that's an anchor. I have my anchor in God, literally, because he's the one that stands firm and he doesn't shake. All my crises have literally taken me, like you said, through the emotions and we're human. So he gave us those emotions for a reason. But at the same time, we can't allow them cripple us, right? So I just feel it's such a beautiful thing to think about having an anchor on earth while we go through this thing called life and having a true constant person that whenever if, if, if the boat is shaking, the waves come in or, you know, our situation is just rocking us left and right, that there is someone that we can always pull to and say, hey, help me, help me understand this. So if I can't understand it, help me move past this. But having God doesn't mean that we can't go through trials and tribulation. I think that's where most of us get confused because we think we haven't. And that means that we're in the clear. It's like, imagine, for example, you have someone who's always watched you in your neighborhood and you have to um, go to them and give them reports of whoever is hurting you. And then that person would always fix the problem. I think in the, in our human mind, we think that's what's going to happen when there's things like this. God is meant to come down into earth and fix that problem and get rid of that person or tell that person off, right? The same way your mom or your father would do for you when someone is, you know, um, doing something in school or talking to you in a bad way, you go to them as a child and say, hey, that person was being mean to me and your mom will come there and make everything better. God does exactly the same, but we can't see him physically, but we can feel him every single day. Every single part of our being can feel him only if we're allowing ourselves to do so, right? It's a choice. You either want God to be a part of your life or you actually want him to be part of your life on Sunday as a vacational, um, as a vacational thing. Like I call on God when I'm literally in crisis. We have people who do that. Whereas 24 seven, 365 days, it's like, where is God? Do you talk about him? Do you spend time in his presence? Do you have a relationship with God? And that's one of the things that I was thinking about with the Bible verse that I was reading as well. It's like, where is your relationship with God? Where is it at? Is it a weekend relationship or is it a constant relationship that just reoccurs every single waking moment of your life or does it just come in? So of course, I think this is such a great topic and I just, I'm so grateful and I appreciate you guys just coming on and sharing that with us because I think I wanted to just hear how everyone in different parts of the world and different generations are thinking about this and, you know, making sense of not just this crisis that we're experiencing now, but what has happened in our life before that has shown us how powerful God is and how we lean on him and never, you know, living on him is going to take us astray, but always brings us back stronger. So thank you. Um, thank you, Moses, for coming on the long and winding road. I truly appreciate you guys just jumping in on this uh, conversation. And um, I hope, you know, hopefully it would touch someone's soul and just keep them a beat and bust and keep going, you know. So thank you guys so much for coming. British Columbia. She was also raised in church and has a 21 year old daughter who both, uh, you know, both of them attend Resonate Church. 
Can you just share, you know, your perspective as well of being a Christian in time of crisis, Helen? Um, at this time, I will use, yeah, right now we are in crisis. And um, of course, there has been a lot before this time in my life. It hasn't been this smooth. Uh, but uh, being a Christian, I think that is one thing that holds me, that grounds me. Um, I remember in the Bible, first of all, um, do not fear was mentioned 365 times mm. in the Bible. That is one for each day of your of the year. So um, that gets me through because the enemy will come. This is no joke. The Bible says that they will surely come, you know, but I have overcome. Do not fear for I have overcome the world. So um, I go back to the word of God. At the beginning of this pandemic, first of all, it, it was it was overwhelming for me, of course. But I remember the word of God, do not fear. And something that has brought me to this point, from coming from Africa, coming here, getting to where I am today, is when I think of what God did for the Israelites. I always go back to that place. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that I go back to in Exodus. And even though they were in Egypt for for over 400 years, he he promised them and his promise never fails. Yeah. So, yeah, being a Christian, that is my that is my my word, my rock, my everything mm -hmm. that I go to. Wow. And leaning on God for you know for certain, I'm sure in a time of crisis has helped you through many things like you just said because you know He's such a, a provider and a protector. absolutely, and absolutely. Leaning on Him doesn't have to be only when we need something from Him. We have to learn to lean on Him every single day. You know, we have to build a relationship with God. Absolutely. I mean, if you don't have that relationship with Him, you can't trust Him. You can't stand on his word. When you have that relationship, then you can you you will know your father because it's it's um it, it's it's just like our early father. You don't have a relationship with your early father. There's no way you're gonna trust him. Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. know I'm gonna use that as, as an example. Mm -hmm. So if you have a relationship, you can go to him. You you don't even have to go to him during crisis. You don't even have to. You already know his heart. Mm -hmm. so it's just a matter of father this is what you said that's it yeah you know yeah he says i will not leave you i will be with you always yeah i will not i will never leave you nor forsake you that's right so if you have that relationship it's a matter of saying god father it's your father you know yeah. Father, this is what you said. I'm here again. And that is what I do. <laughs> I'm here again. I'm here I am. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's it. It's like when you were saying about your journey from Africa all the way here, I've seen you grown so much in your faith. And every day I feel like you're such a, you're such a, a, a mentor, you know, to me. And I come to you, I, I love when I see the way you talk about God and I love and see the way you, you know, share how he's blessed you and taking you from 
different parts of your life to this point that you are right now and it's such a beautiful thing to witness and that's why i feel like if you like that's why i said that thing if you have a relationship with him then like you put it you don't have to go to him he already knows what you need you're just saying it as a father here i am here i am help me fix it help me you know help me kind of understand it help me go through it that kind of thing you know so it's so beautiful thank you so much for sharing yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. thank you. Just give me an example of when God actually changed something in your life that, you know, was a, a huge change or in whenever you found yourself in a crisis. Give me one example just to kind of walk us through how God helped you through it. Um, I am going to go back when I was 19 years old. That was when God actually took me out of where I was. That was a big change for me. That was where I discovered this amazing father. You know, mm. I was very sick, very sick. I was still in Africa. I was very sick. And they, I went to the hospital. My father took me everywhere. And at last, my father came to me and said, well, since they, they don't know what is wrong with you, let's just go go another way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, no way. <laughs> so there was a church beside my house. Then I was a church, I was a church goer. I always said I was a church goer. I wasn't, I wasn't a believer then because I went to church every Sunday, but I didn't know my God. I didn't have that relationship. So the next I was very sick and I went to this church beside my house. I never went into that church. I always laughed when they were singing in that, you know, at that church because they were there every day. So yeah. I just said, what kind of church do you go every day? And then, <laughs> you know, you are prophesying and I, because that was not the church I knew then. Mm -hmm. I went into that church. I was changed. I was healed. I found God. I found my father, you know, so that change. From there, right away, I came out, I came out healed out wow. of that church. And I walked straight to my father's living room and I said, I am. I said, oh, I'm well now. Do, can you do me a favor? I said to him. He said, what do you want? He said, you went to that church? I said, yes. I said, I really like that church and I want to join their choir. Hmm. And in Africa, you buy your choir, you pay for your choir uniform. <laughs> I said, do me a favor and pay for my choir uniform. And he said to me, you promise you won't be sick anymore? I said, I promise. And that was it. Wow. And God walked me through that. He, like, he healed me. And I, that was how I continued my journey. And I just started going with what, I mean, the, all the plans he had for me. Yeah. I, I walked, I stepped into it from that day. I think that day was the day I was born. Wow. Yeah. That's... Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's so beautiful because everybody's experience of when they encounter God is so different, isn't it? And that's, mm -hmm. yours. that's your moment. Like that's your moment with him. And I think mine, I, even though, like you said, even though I, when I was younger, I always went to church, but your moment when you feel like God really showed up in your life is only you that would actually like know what it feels like. And for me, that yes. was the day my sister was born. That was literally like my own rebirth because I felt like all the trouble, all the tribulations, all the hardship that my family and I went through, but witnessing the new birth 
a new member of the family come out of such a, a, a terrible time of abuse and violence and a, a new birth, I felt like there was a God because that's what I've been praying for since the age of nine. So I'm so, so glad that you could share that with us. So thank you so much because that was so beautiful. Teen-year-old high school student, born in Brussels and living in California, who grew up in an African household and attended multiple churches around the world, and currently a member of Restoration Life Church in LA, given her perspective as well. Being um, in just quarantine in general, I think that especially my generation at the start, you know, we took it as a joke, you know. Not too jokey, but there was memes. That's how we kind of deal with situations like that. As you can see, um, we laugh it off. And then as it started to get more serious, um, people started, you know, looking for places for hope or just freaking out with the increased death rates. But I feel like being a Christian in this time, our church especially has tried to implement, you know, different services to help out people in the community and also like to pursue and tell people like faith over fear and that's been like the message towards this but my generation you know aren't always open to those kind of things and are always christian so personally i feel like this time yes it has been hard for people who aren't christians or people who might be struggling with god right now because they can't go to anyone physically for advice so it can like drift people away but, you know, you can always find the good and bad situations and find the light. So I feel like at this situation, I was able to help more people out by showing what I do in this time. For example, joining Bible plans and then posting, like, how I do it because I like to bullet journal. So just posting it out, like, it doesn't have to be a lot. But just like that, I feel like um, it's created a bigger sense of, like, awareness to it. Also, um, me and um, a few youth and young adults from my church created um, a TikTok account for young adults and youth. So those are the two, two groups we're trying to target. So um, I feel like um, when they see those videos, I think they're going to be a little bit more inspired. And I've seen a lot of other Christian creators on TikTok. So just using platforms that usually don't talk about these stuff or don't have that whole presence of faith and usually just fear or tensity just going around just bringing a little bit more light to it and shedding light on a positive on a negative situation and making it positive that's amazing and um i feel like a big change that um god has done in my personal life is just show me how he is or just show me how much he loves you and I feel like yes you go to church and people tell you like yes um God loves you God loves you like you hear that all the time Jesus loves you even if you're not Christian you know you hear it all the time you've heard it and um personally I feel like for me without the support I know my mom grew me up and my siblings up to always you know lean on God don't call her first call God first something that you know I've grown up on the household learning but um, when I was a, when I was a privileged enough to go to my first Elevate camp 
And I didn't really, like, I knew the Lord, but I was still, my mom was still my backbone. So when I went out traveling with my best friend by myself, me and her, we were brand new and we didn't really know how the whole God thing worked. Or we didn't know how, like, we saw people, like, scream and shout and love the Lord, but we didn't know, like, how that worked, like, the correlation. So when we went there, it was um, a time for us to both, like, both see what was it and like what God loves look like and how they live and how you can have fun and like be in God's presence and everything. But also just like, I felt God's love then because I was able to see like the correlation and also like I was able to feel God without my mom holding my hand. So I felt like, um, so I guess 2019 was the year of like me, like I knew God, but I knew him for myself. So like, um, if anything, I can do things and pray to him and I don't have to like hold my mom's hand because I feel like every new Christian does that. You always hold a new pan when you start. So I feel like my mom did a very good job of being my, you know, support, my back support, but you know, you got to let go of the hand. And that's what I did that time. And I just let go and I tried to do what everybody else is doing and just fall in. And then I fell in and God touched me. So I feel like that's the best way that um, I was able to experience the Lord. But I know that not every teenager in the world is fortunate or even allowed to go to churches or camps and stuff like that. So I know I'm very privileged and I'm privileged for people who sponsor me and everything. But I feel like if I can, like they said, you have to bring your fire from that camp back to the, like from the mountain all the way back to the city. Like God did not bless you to come here and then you know you go back to regular life and you're back to like hiding your light and you have to be the light because you are the light in the midst of darkness and that's something that I learned when going to that camp because people especially my generation there is a lot of darkness and we can't reach anybody if everybody's acting the same and I used to be really afraid of being different so um, I feel like as I grow older and as I grow as I say, wiser, but as I grow, I think that I'm going to develop more of a confidence. And yeah, that's why I think that during this generation, instead of dwelling on the bad things, just make a positive light, even if it's not even about God. Like sometimes it doesn't have to be, but just being a positive person when everything around you is negative is a good character trait. And that's what Christians do everywhere. And I feel like Especially in this generation, people have like a whole different definition for Christians in general. Just like, I don't know what they see in their head. Like when I posted pictures from my camp and they saw like how loud the drums were and the lights and the people jumping and down, like jumping up and down and like people screaming and like everything, like it looked like a concert. Like they didn't understand. Like they're like, is that, is that your church? And I'm like, yeah, like can't church be fun you know what I mean so I feel during this quarantine you can really promote that and just show other people that and show share your experiences and your love and this is not a time for hate and bullying so I know that being at home also does create that platform that you can just like sit behind a screen and I've seen it I've seen on TikTok I've seen it everywhere and I feel like if more people just are kind about stuff and just are open to change and just open to like just living life to the fullest and not dwelling on things like people right now are dying 
And that's really, really bad. And there's other things in the world that are going on that are really bad. But if you can take hold of your life and make up somebody else's day, just by saying like hi or talking to that kid that you never talked to or checking up on your friend, like personally, I know some of our generation is tired of being on our phones, but take that moment, look at your contact list. Is that name like unfamiliar? Text them hi, you know? And exactly, those are the exact same things I did. And now I'm going to make a birthday video for a girl that was really nice because I didn't check up on her a couple months ago. And then I wanted to make sure her family was okay. I found out it was her birthday and, you know, stuff like that. Like just make new friends in this time and just be kind to everybody. Because I know that personally getting a text asking, oh, how you been? When you haven't heard it from anybody else is a big life changer. And you don't have to be Christian to do that. You just have to be a good person. And I feel like the basis of being a Christian is being a good person. The mm. second, like the second thing God says is to love your neighbor like yourself. And, you know, you don't have to be Christian to treat other people how you want to be treated, you know? So I yeah. think that that's how God's changed my life. Like, and it's just my perspective on him. And I feel like that's how he can use this situation for the good. And I really hope that everything starts to die down and things get better because I know that, you know, there was a lot of church camps canceled this year, including my one, which I'm really disappointed about. But I feel like um, we can still make the good in it and just try and be positive because, you know, you can't get anywhere being negative. Yeah. And God is everywhere, not just, you know, in our homes or, um, you know, like in a, in a closet where we left them, he's literally everywhere and he can go anywhere with us. We just have to be willing to ask him to come along on our life's journey. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate that very much. And thank you for your perspective as well. lives in Mexico. He's a pastor, missionary, and church planter, as well as a Christian community builder, sharing his perspective as well. Uh, thanks for having me on uh, this um, interesting podcast as well as uh, interaction around this season. Uh, in times like these, many people have questions, why and why now? And then if it becomes a bit closer to their home or to their family, they go, why me? For, from my perspective, I have none of those questions. Why now? Why this? Or why me? It's not a question. It's what in this situation can we get across? How can we in this situation get across the life we're supposed to live and continue to live it in a consistent way in love and stay fruitful in faith? We people who are we who are people of faith stay fruitful whether or not the season is convenient or not. And this time more than ever, this situation just allows us to naturally live out our faith because faith is not based on what we see and how we feel, our sensory perception, but it's actually based on our knowledge of who God is and who He has made us. So in this season, it's of course it is trying and difficult because a lot of people have never gone through this before and you're all of a sudden you have to be you're stuck at home and many people it feels even imprisoned in their neighborhood or in their home but nonetheless we stay consistent in, in love and we 
continue to have quick fruits of our faith. Encourage ourselves in the Lord. Like, you know, there's a, a scripture that says that the suffering of this present time cannot be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. And that we can understand because he's saying none of these things move us. Neither do we count our lives worth anything, but that we might finish our race with joy. So we don't let any of this situation become our definition of who we are or begin to sway our emotions one way or the other. We decide how to feel each day. We wake up each day, we get energized by studying God's word, by flowing in scriptures, and then we spend time throughout the day fellowshipping with God and speaking in tongues and just going through the day, and that keeps our spirit alive. And then we look for ways to be consistent in love because love is actionable. Love is tangible. So it might be reaching out to people and having spending time with them through calls or something like this, encouraging people and engaging people. Work tasks and responsibility are not left alone. You continue to deliver excellence in all the area of opportunity you'll be given because that is something that you have to stay consistent in. And then more than anything else, Life does not consist of just this temporal season. So for us, um, something that's been encouraging our hearts is we refuse to allow this temporary situation to be assigned a permanent position in our perspective and in our progress of life because this is a temporary solution. Yeah. And even the way we speak about the situation of what is happening, whatever this crisis is, whether it's the crisis of managing the crisis or the government rules, or the regulation, mm -hmm. or the seemingly contradictory information that comes out of various sources, all of these are temporal. So we are continue to fix our gaze on that which is eternal, and we live from that perspective. And that propels us to continue to be fruitful, invested, and make progress, regardless of this temporal situation. But it, it takes habits productive habits, habits of faith, habits of prayer, habits of studying and flowing the scripture, habits of fellowshipping with God's spirit that lives in us by speaking in tongues, prophesying, and using all the various spiritual gifts. So whatever day you're in, one practical thing to say is, what am I focusing on today? Which habit am I allowing to, which spiritual habits, which spiritual intelligence am I allowing to grow and take the reign today? Whether, whether the news be bad or good, whether the situation be, is changing today or tomorrow, those focus, that intention of focus on the perspective that matters, that is eternal, and the habits that you live with right now that allows you to connect your current situation with an eternal God in an eternal journey helps you to navigate each day. Mm. There's a wonderful scripture in Second uh, Peter chapter 1 from verse uh, 3 to verse 11, I recommend that everyone who's uh, taking time to go through this, to just look at that. It gives you practical steps on things to focus on, things to add to your faith. So as your faith brings forth fruit, you can see it in the various areas of your life. That's incredible. And is there a moment that you feel like you've had in your, you know, in your life so far that God has led you through, like a... a an example that you could give us on this situation of change or perhaps crisis that God has sort of actually like showed himself? Uh, there, there are several times in life where challenges come. That is almost as um, 
that is natural to the cost of life we live on Earth. One of the times is I remember living abroad uh, some time ago, and um, we had an arrangement where we had several partnerships of different organizations working together to set up a committee, like you mentioned earlier, out in Scotland. But lo and behold, the people that were on my, the stakeholders who were working with me somehow left out their agreement, uh, left out their staying up to the agreement that was signed. So things were beginning to fall uh, behind. So when everyone else have delivered on their resources and on what you have, has been previously agreed upon, I'm getting messages and uh, notifications that, hey, where are your people? Where, where are they? And I'm trying to get in touch with them, and there was such inconsistency. And at the same time, it was very challenging because we lived in a, an isolated area, and we had so much going on, and not everything was going correctly in that situation. So for the team to then have stakeholder relationship not to be going well, it was a bit challenging. Mm. But then, as uh, I remember, one of the things that I, uh, one of the, it's a little book that I was uh, led towards and I read, it's called Practicing the Presence of God. It's written by a monk who lived in an isolation and also in a challenging time. And I remember looking at that and using it to go through my day, just like I said, previously said, I we began to focus on how can I practice the presence of God in the midst of this challenging situation, in the midst of this crisis, in the midst of the delay and stakeholder relationship uh, not being at the excellent state that it should be at, and it helped a great deal. Because navigating any situation with a consciousness of who we are, who has made us, and why he has made us, it allows us to transcend time and live with a trail that is beyond time in the midst of the trials. So it's not about understanding the trial. It's not about just going through a trial. It's about having a perspective and holding on to the trail that transcends time and that allows you to then go through and come out on the other end confident that you will be victorious, that you are a modern conqueror and it would always work out for your good. No matter how bad it seems, it is to our advantage. We cannot be disadvantaged. We know the end of the story and we know the one who is at the beginning and the end. So the in-betweens are taken care of as well. Wow. That's truly really good. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective with us. I'm so grateful that we could, um, you know, welcome you as one of our guests today on this episode. And uh, I'm so grateful for you. And I'm just rooting for your future. And, you know, undoubtedly knowing how God is going to use you to keep on changing lives. So thank you for coming on the Long and Windy Road podcast. Thank you for having me. And I uh, appreciate what you are doing. And uh, together with the team that uh, and others who have been on this podcast, Inspiration is such a valuable thing, and feeding the inspiration of well, people's heart is is a treasure. It's definitely the consistency of love, and I, I pray it brings forth uh, great fruits, faith, uh, fruits of faith for all those who are listening. Absolutely, amen to that. Thank you again. to just come and share their perspective on this um, episode podcast it's such a, a privilege to hear people just talk from 
their own experiences, how God has showed up in their lives. And I hope this episode truly kind of just adds a burst of faith into each and every one of you who listens and that you'll be able to take it into your world and your community. Thank you to our guests again and thank you to our listeners for supporting um, this, you know, this podcast. And I just want to say, you know, I'm rooting for everybody. I'm praying for you guys. And please um, do not forget how incredible and awesome and wonderfully made you are. And uh, keep the faith, you know, no matter what you're going through in life, please keep the faith and just keep your relationship with God um, firm and strong and make sure that you're not listening to the outside noise, but you're remembering the promise that he made to make your life exceptionally great, that you're remembering the promise that he said he was always going to be by your side and he would never leave you. So hopefully you guys find something from this episode that resonates with you and keep you going in your personal journey. Thank you again. And until next time, this has been the long and windy road podcast. And please have a wonderful day.